Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home services marketplace, and they're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie's helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled professionals to get the job done well. My latest project, tree trimming for our phone lines into the radio show. I mean, any home improvement you need, Angie can help you find the best price for your project. Angie lets you request and compare quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. Angie has cost guides that tell you what others have paid for similar projects, both nationally and in your area. Get started at Angie.com, that's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. The app and the website is free to use. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Woohoo! Oh, yeah. Yeah. Happy, happy hour, everybody. Oh, this is a barn burner, a humdinger, let yeah. me just say. Jason Selvig of The Good Liars, yeah. who gets <laughs> gets to... Has to uh, interview a lot of uh, maggots, but uh, uh, is hilarious yes. comedian. I was on uh, Ayman Mohadeen on MSNBC with him, yep. and he was hilarious. Ellie Mistal, who is getting going from Veruca Salty to just happy clappy about justice, yeah. and it is a thing to behold. Yeah. Uh, so please drink up, drink up maga salty tears from all the uh, insurrectionists that were convicted this week. Look, 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 maga salty tears. OMG, I am so excited about our new sponsor, Cook Unity. These are ready-cooked meals. You want to know my first six? Grilled mahi-mahi with oyster mushrooms and steamed rice. <gasps> Vegan rigatoni pesto. Four cheese ravioli with cherry tomatoes and spinach. Hang on. Climate-friendly chickpea and quinoa bowl. Classic salad nichois. Lemon-baked tilapia. I don't have time to cook. These, you just pop them in the microwave. Bam, you're done. Go to cookunity.com liberal. You will not believe the quality and the, the, the quantity of different uh, choices that you have. Whatever you need. Vegan, paleo, pescatarian, gluten-free. Free, whatever you love, they have a delicious dish. Cook Unity is the first chef to you service delivering locally sourced meals from award-winning chefs right to your door every week. And it's cheaper than other delivery options. So delicious and no cooking required. I love that on work nights for me. Go to cookunity.com liberal or enter the code liberal before checkout for 50% off your first week. That's 50% off your first week by using the code liberal or going to cookunity.com liberal. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Thank God we have rock stars like uh, Jason Selvig of the Good Liars who will do this uh, the Lord's work for us. Good morning, <laughs> Jason. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for reminding me of the hot, hot two days I spent last week in Milwaukee and 
Georgia. I've been trying to shower to get it off. <laughs> Does the stupid come off with a shower? Or <laughs> well, I, you know, she she was somebody that definitely had gone down like the QAnon rabbit hole. Um, but you know, she was she was a very nice woman. She really was very 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 cheerful, and <laughs> I think she just like had the wrong algorithm yeah. that was feeding her YouTube videos and mm. kind of went down that rabbit hole in 2020 during COVID. So yeah, well, you talked. Yeah. To, well, first of all, I want to say I'm a huge fan. I got to be on Eamon Mohideen with you last weekend, and I felt so bad with the delay that I stepped on your last thing. And so I want to know what you wanted to say. I think you were enveloped in uh, Bergamentum. You were after yes, the debate. Yes. Yeah, I was. I was saying I was excited to see, or I was excited to hear what Doug Burgum had to say. Uh, but that was just a joke. I just wanted that to be said for the first and last time on national television because I don't think anybody was really excited to see what he had to say. Uh, just, he should have. Somebody should have said like "pick" or like "watch your left side" because he ended up like tearing his Achilles playing basketball uh, right before. Right? Maybe, like maybe right it was just the there to make Ron DeSantis look less awkward because yeah <laughs> yeah I don't know Ron DeSantis See, that, w watching the debate it was like I, I went in with one question which, which was like is Ron DeSantis a human being and at the end of it I, I had more questions than answers because he really seemed like an alien who was like studying human life and trying to emulate it so I, I don't you, know have you seen the it was definitely of, an awkward scene of him trying to form a smile and just yeah we don't know if the yeah. lithium battery was fading or something was yeah, it wasn't quite or you know he had well, the aliens had yeah, finished teaching him how humans <laughs> smile or something right yeah. right right it's like in um, uh, men in black when he's like oh sugar water sugar water <laughs> like trying to like put his face in the right position like a smile it was definitely i want i want to know the alien who's like you know, pulling the strings for him, you know, doing the Pinocchio there. Because he's not doing a great job. If that, if this is like the Simpsons where they're trying to, like, take over the the Earth, they, they should have picked a, a different candidate, or at least they should have emulated or studied our life a little bit longer. Yeah, before, a little better. Yeah. So, Jason, you're yeah. a uh, comedian, easy on the eyes, let me just say. Very uh, Thank you TV, so much. I TV friendly. But, uh, <laughs> so you're famous for the good liars. So what, where did that come from? So this is like, because other people have done it, but it's just the way you guys talk to these Trumpers. I, I, it's just, uh, it was interesting what you said about, oh, this was a nice lady. She was cheerful. Like you are somehow respectful and have a person-to-person -person conversation with them, even though they're saying the most insane things in the world. What, what, tell us yeah. where the idea came from and what, what you guys do. Well, it's interesting because we, we started off, you know, we were, we were both comedians in, in New York City and like the sketch comedy and an improv scene here in New York. And in 2011, we decided we would go film a sketch at Occupy Wall Street where we yep. were going to pretend to be investment bankers and kind of like stick it to the 1%. And we created something called the Occupy Occupy Wall Street <laughs> movement, where we, you know, went down there and we had the signs that were like one percent. We're proud. Um, we said ridiculous things like, "You guys keep doing this. We're going to have to sell our fifth home. Stop <laughs> protesting." And we thought we were just, you know, we were filming a sketch, but people thought it was real. And the um, actual investment bankers came and joined our protest oh my God. as we were basically making fun of them to their face um, and it was at that point that devram and i were like oh there's we've there we've got something here we yeah. we can we can do this uh, we both i don't know if it's a lack of shame or what but we <laughs> that that kind of turned into going and uh, pranking various you know corporations or 
um, politicians, like in, in 2016, we filmed a movie called Undecided, where we pranked basically everyone, Democrat, Republican, you name it, in, in the 2016 field. Uh, so that that's where it started. And right. now, like since Trump, it's gone where we're, <laughs> we're more on the road and we're talking to some of these people. Um, who are going into the rallies? But we're still we're still doing some some pranks with the politicians. Debron just talked to yeah. Don Jr. the other day at the debate. So oh, wow. Oh, how'd that go? Because was he still whining about not getting in the spin room? <laughs> <laughs> well, he walked right he walked right in, and Devram, uh asked him about you know the 2020 election. It was like, what happened to the 2020 election? And he was like, he uh, who won it? And he was like, oh, my father, D- Donald Trump, won it. And he was like, but there's no evidence of it. Can you name like one bit of evidence? And then. Don Jr. kept on saying like, oh, uh, because Biden's selling out to China and because he can't form a sentence. And he said nothing about evidence of of like no yeah. evidence of voter fraud or any of that stuff. Yeah. So he really when pressed, he didn't like pull anything out that was like, oh, yeah, it was stolen. So right. it was it was kind of interesting. Did he offer you it was a 30 second interaction? But yeah, it was it was a, a he, valuable 30. Did he try to buy you off of some coke? I mean, you don't have to say if you don't want to. <laughs> I'm not going to say Just I'm say. not going to say. Uh, but he he um, it's the we've we've had a couple of interactions with Don Jr. And I will say this about him. Like, uh, I know we like to make fun of him, ourselves included. We've made fun of him. We've made a book cover for his book, Triggered, and we called it Daddy, Please Love Me. And we put it in bookstores. We like re- redid his um, book covers. But we saw him in Iowa for the first time in uh, in 2020. And I will tell you what, he is a actually a gifted public speaker. Oh. And that should scare that should scare people because I know there's the caricature, but he is actually he actually has a lot of charisma. Oh, so God. so be yeah. warned so America, did ted bundy I guess. okay so close to his brother too <laughs> yeah, exactly so wait let's do this is the same this is your same uh, interview let's take a listen hang on and donald trump loves this country he's done more for you than you realize and jack smith what's an example of that what's an example of that look it up i'm not your secretary oh. my point is jack smith is targeting the man who has done more for you and the rest of the country and therefore, that makes Jack Smith a traitor, guilty of treason, a CIA mole, oh. and he needs to be in jail. Wow. <laughs> wow. Look, well, you aren't his secretary. Well, no, this, hang on, there's more oh, with that. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I got to say, um, we, you were, you're doing a great job, like, on camera. Would, you, would that be something you're interested in? Oh, yeah, yeah. Here, take my card. Oh, sweet. You know what, what I might ask? is just if you don't mind just to show that you actually know what you're doing on around the set would you mind just like would you be able to like shadow and kind of like get coffee for people and take notes for people for a little bit before you get in front of the camera maybe we could work something out where you're like an assistant or something like that you got my email so so you email me i'll email you and then maybe you could you could end up you know being a, an assistant, a secretary, or something like What's that. What's your name? Uh, Jason Selvig. I guess it turns out that guy might might be my secretary. So I'm excited about that. <laughs> oh God! Uh, Just an, anything to be on TV in this country, right? <laughs> he's actually he's he's here right now. He's, uh, right <laughs> he's getting you coffee. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. What I I mean, because yep. you know, a lot of this is funny, and we laugh at it. I mean, you know, there's been a lot of these interviews with Trumpers that believe all kinds of insane things, but and it's funny, but it's not when you think like, is this a large percentage of our population that has gone completely insane, or, or what do you think? Is it a very tiny lunatic fringe? It's hard to to tell, isn't it? Well, I mean, if you look at I, when people ask about that, it's like what percentage of the people are like. The QAnon people, like they believe JFK Senior is alive and currently president, which we've heard like 
probably around eight times at this point yeah. going to the, the Trump rallies. You have to look at it like this. It's a sample audience. OK, there are the people that love Donald Trump enough to go to a Trump rally. And then there are the people that are so wrapped up in it that they believe in this this really out there QAnon stuff is really not even close to being uh, based in reality. Yeah. But I will say, like, there is a big percentage of the um, the Trump supporters, probably like 95 percent. Yeah. <laughs> they believe the election was stolen and that there is a great injustice going on in the right. country with Donald Trump with the stolen election. Um, and that, I think, is the thing we should be worried about. More like more so than the the fringe QAnon people, like the woman that I talked to outside the courthouse, who was like, "We got a Donald Trump's, you know, the president right now, and you got to trust the plan and all this stuff." Because those are not the people that are like going to be moved to action as much because they're like punting to the yeah. next thing when JFK Jr. comes back and all these great things are going to happen. You know, the people that you should be worried about is like the people that are listening to Donald Trump and just writing his posts on Truth Social. And believing what he's saying about things being stolen and this being an injustice and that these people, these prosecutors are terrible people. Um, So because they might be moved to action and violence or something just from listening to the the president's words more than listening to like whoever's posting his cue or on is the the bakers on in these uh, online forums. That's what I'm worried about. I'm, I'm more worried about the country being in a place where. We don't have a, a shared sense of reality on basic things and that the on trust facts. in institutions is totally gone. On it's facts, totally it's like you were saying, the, the stolen election is based on absolutely nothing. No evidence of any kind. There's no shared set of facts at all, which is what's, you know, I think you saw that polling about, you know, percentage of these hardcore Trumpers believe him more than their family or friends or or pastors. I, I, I mean, the the biggest documented liar in our history, right? Yeah, and it's funny because it's like, I have family... That, you know, not my immediate family, but families are, 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 are Trump supporters. And, you know, it's like I was in New York. I've been in New York for a long time. And I it's just like you looked at Donald Trump and he was like when he ran for president, it was such a joke. It was mm-hmm. such a joke because you knew he was a liar. He like lied about the ratings on yes. on the Celebrity Apprentice and like said it was the highest rated reality show. And it never was like and or maybe it was one of these. I don't want to be caught in a, yeah. in a, in a lie here, but it, he he. <laughs> He's he lies about everything big and small. So like to believe everything that he says is truth is just really, really yeah. out there. Really, well, really out I, there. Speaking of the lunatic stuff, we were, I think we joked about this on Eamon is that the what you refer to the people that think JFK Jr. is alive <laughs> and also are kind of getting on the Robert Kennedy anti vaxxer train. I'm like, that is gonna be quite a grudge match and a primary is, you know, dead. <laughs> If it's JFK, JFK versus RFK, versus RFK. <laughs> I don't know. It's a family affair. You know, it's like you can be like, well, no matter what happens, I'm going to get a Kennedy. I'm going to be happy about this with my vote. So I think How do they think that's going to play out? About- <laughs> I don't know. It could work. I mean, look, I think it's the, it could be a that that could be a good move for somebody to like just like have their initials changed to JFK or if they have the initials JFK, just run for president. Now you're probably going to get a big percentage of the. I, th- I feel like you know, Kennedy you can take away from Trump, to be honest. Kennedy from MTV, formerly the VJ, could get a big section of a primary vote. I think. I think that she might <laughs> not want to take away from Trump. I don't no. know her exactly her politics, but she's pretty. She's pretty yeah. right wing, right wing. Right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, she's so. like Fox wing, so. uh, Fox News, Jason, Fox Business, or whatever. Yeah. Does doing this work and talking to all these Trumpers does it make you feel depressed? Do you, are you still entertained yes. by it? Yes. And it doesn't no, make yes, you yeah, hopeful of course, of course in any way. <laughs> No, it's it it's a I mean it's a growing thing. It's been going on, you know, 
part of it is we're like we're like we've done it for a while but it's like i mean it's it's a lot to go to these places you hear the same things i'm like nothing changes mm -hmm. you know like the yeah. the the ideas have not changed even like some of the conspiracy theories haven't evolved enough that much either like it's still jfk jr and and all this stuff thinking that that he's going to come yeah. back or or kennedy is, is currently president so yes it, it does like take its toll like being in that environment um, do and you, you do see the same people and i will say this about um going to, to georgia you know we've we went there and we're like oh we've seen that guy before we've seen that guy before we've seen that guy before <laughs> and like they like i think a lot of these people are like this is their sense of community like this right. is their family yeah. like yeah they go there and they see the same people and they're like hey how's it going how's it going what's going on and it really is like a, a sense of family for them. And, you know, I wish that there was another place they all could get yeah. together, you know, like join yeah. what's a going on football with, league or something. Like, what's I don't know, like, going on with people's real friends and family and whatever. Right. I mean, it's just uh, I, I mean, last question is just do you feel fear? I mean, I feel Trump is going to be convicted and likely go to prison. What happens? I mean, do you feel like these people are going to civil war? Because, again, speaking of shared facts there are none they don't right. you know they said jack smith's a criminal belongs in prison blah 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 what happens do you think um i'm scared i mean i'm I'm not like um leading up to the you know after the 2020 election and you know we were at january 6th and you could kind of feel there was something in the air the night before it was just unlike anything we've been involved in um and i am scared that it's going to get to that level again but like civil war, I just don't think it's going to be, you know, it's not going to be 1800 civil war. It's going to be a totally different yeah. type of deal. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of what scares me more is like, you don't know how it's going to go. You don't know how that would look and like which institutions are going to yeah. going to uh, survive. But I'm more worried about Trump, you know, potentially winning <laughs> from oh God, prison. Don't even. Um, you're, we are, it's, it's we like, are way long on time. You couldn't write the script. Now I have to cut you off again, but you are, your work <laughs> is terrifying and brilliant, and we hope you'll come back again and again. Uh, the Good Liars, Jason Selvig, thanks so much for your time. Thank we appreciate you. it. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right. There there you go. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch. Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Good morning, Ellie. <laughs> you oh. Hello, Stephanie. You know, just like uh, Justice Clarence Thomas, 
if I am wrong, yes. I will have to start taking Nazi planes <laughs> for my own security. <laughs> because apparently being very wrong is now justification <laughs> for Clarence Thomas to be on the graft um, from Harlan Crow. So just, just letting the viewers know. That's my plan, too. Oh, but wait, Ellie, there's more, uh, there are more excuses in this disclosure by Clarence Thomas. Uh, one time he had to fly in the private Nazi plane because of, quote, an unexpected ice storm. Uh-huh. Not, the right. mo- not the movie, right. an, actual, an actual ice storm. And then uh, he also said uh, after Roe v. Wade, he needed uh, the extra increase. He was the, there was an increased security risk. Which he also said he inadvertently admitted that information from previous okay. disclosures. Uh-huh. Your thoughts, yep. Ellie? Oops, like the, 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 idea, the idea that a person has been on the Supreme Court for 31 years forgot to mention that he's been taking private vacations for free uh, uh, just as an oops simply strains credulity. Similarly, the idea that this man needs to take private planes because doing his job in the way, manner that he does is, does it require it causes public outrage is also ridiculous the ice storm thing look i think we would all like to you know get out of our southwest you know chains <laughs> and hop on a private plane every time they cancel a flight but but obviously if that if we were doing that in a public position we would have to disclose it so uh, look thomas thomas remember stephanie thomas needed extra time on his financial disclosures to do this so what actually happened was that he was once again planning to not tell the public yeah. about all of this graft but ProPublica blew him up so completely yeah. that he needed extra time to go back and re-add these disclosures he's the most corrupt supreme court justice that we know of in american history yeah like, yeah. like in the entire history of the country that we know of he is the most openly corrupt Hopefully, at some point, somebody in power decides to do something about that. Yeah. So now you generally get me all whooped up. Uh, you know, whipped up. We are, uh, you know, the Veruca assaults of justice, and then Allison Gill talks me down off yep. the wall. Yep. <laughs> You're like trying to regulate my dog's medication to get their nails trimmed. You're like puppy uppers, doggy downers. <laughs> I'm like Ellie brings me down, and then. <laughs> but you know, you make some realistic, uh, just legal points. You said my position has been that Trump will not be brought to trial before the RNC, at which point he'll be named as their nominee, and trying him becomes nearly impossible before the election. But Chutkin is doing the thing I thought no judge would, treating Trump as a normal citizen. You said I still don't know if March fourth holds. The first trial date rarely holds, but even a three four gets bumped to five four, that's still plenty of time to try and convict before the RNC in July. And Chutkin just doesn't seem inclined to grant the massive delays the defense is asking for i mean i think that's how thirsty we are for one system of justice right you know where there's some version of bitch please no (laughs) this is when the trial date is right right? well well, well, here here's where i disagree with white ellie and i generally look i like eli (laughs) he's uh, ellie holding is is a good guy and and a smart guy and so 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 i say white ellie with love but the, where, I, where I disagree with him on this particular issue is that uh, Ellie is kind of uh, suggesting that Chutkin is treating Trump differently because he's Trump. And I read it as Chutkin is treating Trump 
exactly the same as she would treat any other defendant. The DOJ's argument, just from the clip that you played of him earlier, the DOJ's argument is not like, oh, you were kind of on constructive notice that this was going to happen to you at some point. No, Chutkin's argument is that many of the documents that he needs to review are his own documents. Thank you. Are his own text messages, are his own filings that his own lawyers have already seen. So remember, the, the argument that the judge, that the Trump defense team was going for was that we should extend this trial two years, yeah, two years into the future um, in order to for them to have time to review all these documents. And Chuck has just straight up just straight up said, you're not going to get two years. That, that, that's a ridiculous yeah. timeline that they're, they, they're pursuing. You get two years for a case when you've got, you know, a giant, you know, a thousand person corporation with untold numbers of emails and relevant uh, uh, documents um, to go through. You don't get two years when the evidence of the case for the case is largely on your own phone. Right. So (laughs) that's what she's saying. And, you know, look, I think that with an indictment in, in, you know, the end of July, early August with a trial date set for, for for march for the trial date set for you know six seven months away put it like this that's what a black defendant would get in the federal court system (laughs) right right right. well that that is about the timeline that black people can expect in the federal court system yeah do white people usually get a little bit more time sure so if all chutkin is doing is kind of like right sizing the timeline regardless of race let's say um I don't see how you can complain. Also, as I said in the tweet that you read, Stephanie, trial dates, the first trial date often gets pushed anyway. Yeah. Right. And she is setting it up so that if they come back, you know, in in January, in February, look, judge, we've done our best. We can't meet this aggressive trial date, if that's what they're going to argue. She can easily pull it, push it back a month, two months, and still get it done yeah. for the Republican National well, Convention in July. Yeah, you and said... And that's where I start to think that I was wrong, because I thought that... Mm. Basically, I thought that, that it would be set up so that you push it past the RNC, and then after the RNC, it becomes almost impossible to try the kind of major party nominee um, in, a, in a trial that could lead him in jail. But if she can get it done before the RNC, I think there is a legit chance that we have a trial and thus a conviction... Yeah before Trump is named the nominee at the Republican National Convention. Yeah, although almost all of them raised their hand on the debate stage and said, yes, sure, convicted felon, fine. Um, well, yeah, I mean, look, yeah. the Republican Party is the base itself completely in service to Donald Trump, and, you know, there's nothing that we can do about that except for, like, pray for their eternal souls. <laughs> However, <laughs> I'll just... I'll just put this. Remember that conventions are not set in stone, right? Like you, yeah. you do the votes and you get the delegates. But the delegates still have to show up in the hall and vote for the guy and do all the thing, right? And so I'm just going to throw out that while I do not have any faith in the modern Republican Party, we simply don't know what it looks like on you know in July 17th in Milwaukee if they are sitting there if Trump has the votes to be nominated. As a convicted felon, he won't be in jail by January 17th because he will get right. post-conviction, released on his own recognizance, pending appeal. I'm sure he will get that because he is a 77-year-old first-time offender. 
Yeah. Which is ridiculous to say, but like that's what he is, and that's probably how the system will treat well, him. Although, so I don't think it's he's likely to be in jail. Well, that's the other but, thing though is depends on when he's convicted of what, because then he is a convicted felon if he gets to the next indictment, you know, the next trial already right? convicted in the la- anyway. Well, you right? said so, like when you get to the RNC and he's a convicted felon, do those delegates still? Are they still beholden to vote for Trump? Does Trump have enough votes by the time he gets the convention to win on the first ballot? And if he doesn't, does it go into some kind of deal? We just don't know all the permutations yet. So let's stick with what we do know and start with the process of holding him accountable and see what happens. Yeah, you said I could move the goalposts and say he won't be jailed until after the election because he won't because of appeals. But I don't think he'd be uh, I didn't think he'd be brought to trial. And boy, howdy, Chutkin is trying to make me owe some dinners all across the country. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Those are write offs, Ellie. Um, And you said I could still be right, but she's making me look wrong, gloriously wrong. I'll be the happiest wrong guy from the Internet wearing a giant dunce cap on live television that you've ever seen next next march um yeah yeah i i you know and i also am so impressed with vonnie willis you know like she's just like calling their bluff left and right right willis is also super ready to go in georgia now georgia by its by its nature should take longer than what smith is doing with trump in january 6th you've got 18 defendants as opposed to one you've got a rico charge as opposed to obstruction those by their nature take a lot of time you have a lot of opportunities for kind of legal gamesmanship where where the defendants you know they fonnie wallace wants to fight try the defendants jointly that is standard in a rico case however also standard in a rico case is defendants filing those notices of severability saying i don't want to be tried with this guy or that guy that extends the timeline on a rico case so there are lots of things that that we can that that, that the trump's team can do or the MAGA team can do to delay accountability on that somewhat decently into the future. The problem is, is that they kind of have to be all on the same page, right? And and the reason why RICO trials can get complicated is that when you are trying the mob, for instance, you know, everybody does what the boss says to do, right? Everybody hires the lawyers that the boss says to hire. Like there's a structure, if you will, to this. When you look at MAGA, one of the things that's that's great about Donald Trump is that he is one disorganized dude, right? Like, this is not, <laughs> this is not Michael Corleone. This is Fredo Cor- Corleone <laughs> trying to run the entire organization, right? So you already have, like, Sidney Powell, like, file, oh, I want speedy trial. Well, if she wants speedy trial, and Fonnie Wills was totally on this, if she wants speedy trial, bam, that reduces her ability and potentially other defendants ability to use various legal tricks to delay things i'm not saying it's all gonna gonna work but again willis has been willis is entirely ready to have this 18 person rico trial um pretty much whenever the judge lets her and she's also you know I, i don't think she you know jack smith drew a really good judge in dc i don't know yet and i don't perceive that willis has drawn a good judge in georgia um, she's drawn a new judge in Georgia, right. yeah. um, you know, one who's inclined, I'm sure, to to be pro MAGA. But she's so far done a pretty good job of kind of helping the judge along to like, hey, yeah, while being respectful, things, yeah, right. Yeah. Here are some things that maybe you didn't quite know because you're kind of inexperienced <laughs> about <laughs> how the law sort of kind of works in Georgia. Like she's done that. She's been ready for that kind of stuff too. Um, which I think uh, uh, speaks to her competence um, and, and ability to, to get this done. So, look, Trump's in 
it's not just that Trump's in trouble. One of the one of the things that I said while I was on the nation fundraising cruise, and when the news dropped in, in Georgia, <laughs> was that as much as I am excited to see Trump go to jail and I am excited to see Trump held accountable and potentially be convicted and go to prison, these other eighteen people also need to get got. Yes, right? absolutely. Like it, it is long past time for Giuliani to me to be on the wrong side of the V. And and feel what it's what Giuliani time is like in reverse, my friend. Thank you. Like, it is long past time for the Kraken to get her just desserts. Jeffrey Clark, John Eastman, the lawyers who supported the coup. These are the same. You know, when you think about Eastman, I one of the things that's important to remember is that these are the same people that kind of this was the same thought process, if you will, behind Bush v. Gore, the first time republicans stole an election in my lifetime so kind of watching the same kind of thought process finally be held accountable to the lawyers like jeffrey clark who messes with me on twitter and just <laughs> <laughs> you're like guess who's not outside his house in his underwear now Jeff? <laughs> um, <laughs> i was just gonna say i imagine there's a, uh, many versions of go find your pants and shut up <laughs> right uh, but to see Jeffrey Clark, to see John Eastman, to see Sidney Powell, to see Jenna Ellis, to see these people actually get charged yeah. um, and, and and hopefully convicted, that's also really important. And I don't want to lose the importance of holding the helpers accountable yep. um, as well in our rush to hold Trump, to hold the boss accountable. Yep, absolutely. Ellie, you were fantastic i now we're going to have uh, uh allison gill and I, I feel like maybe at a sexy liberal we have to have like a cage match between the two of you at yeah, some point yeah. great. Know, you know yeah mud wrestling or something yet. yeah mud wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> ellie always a thrill thanks so much we'll see you next time <laughs> there you go. Stuff. Have there, a nice there, one. there he goes <laughs>